Hey everybody, long time no Pokemon. I hope I don't bring up the fact that these episodes don't release regularly in every episode. Between the Hollywood strike making some podcasts harder to record and general burnout, I haven't posted much lately and I figured maybe I could show proof of life by doing an episode of Beyond Bulbasaur. Also, just FYI, COVID is still a thing and I'm fighting it right now. It sucks. Scyther is arguably one of the hardest Pokemon to catch in Gen 1. He's exclusive to the Safari Zone, and along with Kangaskhan, Tauros, and a few others, I've always thought of him as sort of an end boss for completing the original Pokedex. He's also a red version exclusive with Pinsir as his blue equivalent. Sorry, Pinsir, but Scyther is much cooler. Sometimes there's discussion to have, but not here. I've always liked the Safari Zone. I, I kind of wish the Game Freak would have continued to develop it rather than some of their other mini-games that popped up in later versions, most of which I'm not a fan of. It's an interesting mechanic that feels immersive and thematic while also giving catching Pokemon a sort of hard mode. And if you can't get the hang of it, you can always surf off the coast of Cinnabar Island and catch what you need there. The biggest issue with the Safari Zone is where it falls in the game. Gen 1 really opens up as a game after Rock Tunnel with Lavender Town, Celadon City, the Snorlaxes, and the whole Team Rocket subplot, slowly but surely making the whole map accessible. Unfortunately, by the time you got four gym badges, your team is pretty well set. You got your starter, your flying type, your water type, who's probably Gyarados, maybe Diglett or another ground or rock type. You can't forget to grab that Snorlax, and that doesn't leave a lot of room for the dozens of Pokemon that suddenly become available in the latter half of the game. I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I recently played a ROM hack of Red version that added a ton of Pokemon diversity to the early game, and, and I highly recommend it. The only downside is I actually don't love the way they hacked the Safari Zone, but that's a minor quibble. Of course, Scyther gained an evolution in Gen 2 with Scizor, who evolves on trade when holding the metal coat. I was a bigger fan of Steelix back in the day, so that's who I opted to evolve with the coat. But there's no need to evolve Scyther. He's got the same base stat total as Scizor and can learn some pretty sweet moves like Fury Cutter, which gets stronger every time it hits. During one of my brief stints of trying to be competitive in Pokemon, I bred a Scyther and had some fun looking for options, but I ran into the same issue that I always run into with this kind of thing. I didn't want to just copy stats and moves from some website, and I couldn't really test things out without taking a dozen hours to breed a new Pokemon every time. If memory serves, this was even Gen 5, where breeding was even more intense than it is now, or at least that's my guess. I haven't tried to play competitively since Gen 6, where I spent 200 hours during one of the most depressing periods of my life, breeding the perfect team, only to get completely wiped out every time I tried to join a tournament. Well, I'm, I'm realizing after reading this uh, episode that this episode was kind of a downer. I do like Scyther as a Pokemon. I think I just must be uh, in a little bit of a mood. Uh, on the tail end of this uh, this COVID. So uh, stay safe, everybody. Keep catching them all.